Well, welcome you guys back to the channel. This is a special episode, technically, uh, recapping last week's Samsung Unpacked event. Uh, there was a lot to go over, and we just felt like we would dedicate a specific time to it uh, and upload it as a separate episode from the mainstream news. So uh, definitely feel free to still check that episode out for um, anything that's happening in the broad spectrum of technology this week. First category on the list, which are the uh, laptops that they came out with. Sure thing. So um, we actually had four laptops uh, that came out this year, the 360, the Pro, the Pro 360, and the Ultra. Um, so we'll start with the pricing here. So with the 360, you start at $1299. With the Pro, $1449. With the th Pro 360, you'll start at $1699. And the Ultra will start at $2,199. Um, all of these come with Windows 11 Home, so no much, not much difference there. And then there are variations in the display as well as the memory and storage. So, for example, with the 360, you can either choose to have a 13.3 inch or a 15.6 inch display. Um, the Galaxy Pro has either 14 or 16 inch, and the Ultra and the Pro 360 have 16 inch on their own. All of these have a 3K AMOLED except for the Pro 360. All of these have the Intel Iris XE except for the Ultra, which has two options, the RTX 4050 or the RTX 4070. Uh, with regards to the RAM and the storage, like I mentioned before, uh, the only one that has a 32GB RAM option is the Ultra. All the other ones have just the 16GB and you can either get 512 or 1TB storage. Uh, the only one that has the S Pen is the Pro 360, so just be aware of that. The color options this year are only graphite and beige. However, the only ones that have the beige option are the Pro and the Pro 360. There are two that come with HDMI 2.0, and that is the Pro and the Ultra. The other ones just have the base HDMI. All of these obviously have uh, microSD expandable storage. Um, so you're not left alone on that. And the 360 has the touchscreen convertible 2-in-1 design. The Pro has the, th the thin lightweight design. The Pro 360 has the touchscreen convertible 2-in-1 design. And the Ultra has the uh, thin lightweight design uh, as well. So obviously you can kind of tell um, clearly that the 360s are similar. Obviously they're just better in terms of their... Uh, processing or uh, what have you. Uh, so that was pretty much it for all the laptops we had. Um, I have never actually uh, owned or even used a Galaxy Book, so I don't have a whole lot of experience with them. Um, but I mean, they are, I would say, fairly higher in the industry standard, if you will. So they're a good laptop to use for editing and also different types of uh, codec editing as well, like uh, After Effects or what have you. So... I don't know what your thoughts were on that or not, but um, that's what... Uh, yeah, they made a couple here. of key omissions on that model, or on those models, I should say. Um, <clears throat> I really feel like for... If you're going to put Pro or even Ultra in the title, you really need to have a lot of high specs. And I understand that these are thin book designs, and with that comes limitations. Right, yeah. Um, so if, if you guys are looking at these laptops, I would recommend shopping against other ones that maybe have a thicker design especially if you want to get more um, performance numbers out of them because obviously the thicker it is, 
the stronger the fans are, the more air can pass through. Right. So there's that kind of aspect to it. Not to say that these can't handle that type of stuff, but just know that there are other models out there that maybe have been keened in to perform better, um, especially with heavy endurance type uh, programs. So with the lack of HDMI 2.1, that kind of did turn me off a little bit just because that is the uh, latest standard as far as um, video output. So Yeah, that's true. Um, and then... Like I said, I, I just don't know about the actual thin and lightweight design. These are, I guess these are really supposed to be more of ultrabooks um, instead of full-on heavy-duty performance laptops. Yeah, I think that's um, what they were getting at. But, yeah, I really I really do. I, I know that they tried to advertise it as, you know, being able to render and do stuff like that. And I'm sure that they can on some level when these guys pack a uh, NVIDIA uh, 4000 series in there. I think you can get either the 50 and the 70, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they, they do give you that capability. I just, I have a feeling that there are going to be some limitations on that regardless oh, sure. of what they advertise Absolutely. on the actual event. Um, so with that said, I mean, I really think that they, uh, they are trying to evolve. They are trying to give you as much as they can, um, I just feel like there are certain limitations and, and trade-offs that uh, you'll have to sacrifice in comparison with others. And this is not even about Apple. This is just other Windows laptops in general. So, yeah. But uh, we'll move out actually on to the mobile platforms, and um, we'll go with the S23 and S23 Plus. Um, so they actually made them ever so slightly taller and wider, mm-hmm. which gives us a little bit of a larger screen-to-body ratio, but it's it's negligible. 0.7%. So. Yeah, it's it's not really a huge a deal. <laughs> um, it's still the same screen size and everything. Um, yep. Even though they actually shaved off the camera lip from last year that was on the back of the 22 model, uh, the weight did increase by about 0.3 to 0.4 ounces. So not a whole lot of changes on the exterior were made aside from the upgraded grille of Glass Victus 2. Yes. Um, so, and then on the inside, Samsung kind of streamlined some things with the omission of the Exynos chipset this year and went straight for the Snapdragon Gen 2. Uh, working Correct. actually directly in collaboration with Qualcomm to make a chip specifically made for this year's Galaxy lineup uh, that actually brings some improvements, which also include those that we see in the photography and videography department. Mm-hmm. So um, I wasn't really sure how you felt about all of what they did so far, at least on the um, internal. There are a couple other things that I'll, I'll go over, but I just want to see if you... Well, I will say that it did catch me off guard that these were like exact same um, exteriors, just like last year's. Um, last year's, yeah. Okay. Especially when I had already, we had already kind of figured what they looked like beforehand. Um, I was watching yep. Mister Who's the Boss, and he said the exact same thing. However, he was actually kind of brought back defending when he it? realized. Well, oh. yeah, he was defending it. Yeah. Um, okay. Because of the actual interior. Um, of what it held uh, and I'll explain this in the ultra here in a moment um, but really they were trying to correct a lot of the mistakes they made with the uh, mm. predecessors and I think they, yep. they really did a great job especially in the ultra as we'll see here but um, yeah I'm, I'd say that I think it's better to go like like for example with uh, iOS 17 coming out we are it's rumored that it's all going to be about major bug fixes and stuff Yes. I would rather yep. be okay with them actually correcting the mistakes that they made 
and not yes. change a whole lot of the exterior features. Like I am all Absolutely. for that. So yes. um, I, we, we live in a tech world where we are always trying to get the latest and greatest features. Yes. We're trying to put more into these phones. And yet we don't take the time to actually correct the mistakes that we've made in past iterations. Mm -hmm. And this is prominent through almost anything you see out there. Windows, mobile phones, uh, mobile uh, operating systems. It's just nonstop where we keep on seeing these issues and these bugs exactly. that ne really never get fixed, it feels like. So, yeah, that's that's a really good good point to bring up. And I, yeah. I'm glad that actually uh, Aaron, Aaron is kind of on the same board with that as well because I, I think um, a lot of mainstream – um, analysts and tech tubers are probably going to say the same thing if I, I've, I've had to bet. So um, they also did boost the interior uh, battery capacity by 200 milliamps on yes. both models. So they give you a little bit more battery life there. Um, now, the last thing I'll note before I pose the question that most of us are probably asking uh, is that one, the S23 with the 128 gigabyte variant, they only come with UFS 3.1. Um, all the higher storage variants will come with UFS 4.0. So that's just something to take note of. There is okay. a little bit of a um, transfer yeah. read and write speed there that you'll notice. Uh, and then with the S23 Plus, it's important to note that they are giving you an additional 128 gigabits to the base storage. So for this yes. year, you can actually get a 256 for the same price as last year's 128. And I'll throw this on top of there. For a limited time through Samsung, they are doubling that storage and giving you 512 for the same price as this year's 256. So you can <laughs> check that out on their website right now. They do have that deal. I feel like it's a really good one to yeah, um, take advantage of, especially agree. if you're big into the Samsung ecosystem or even just want to give them a, give them a try. Uh, maybe you're coming from Apple or whatever. I, I think that's a, a great uh, incentive just so that we can get some more storage in there. Um, but we'll move, actually move on to kind of what I want to know about this and kind of maybe what, if you have an opinion on this. Uh, with all that laid out, Riley, uh, the question that I feel is most important is determining whether or not this next gen is actually improved enough to upgrade. And I think you kind of alluded to it. Uh, I mean, with all the trading deals and some of the limited time offers, it's hard not to say no to upgrading. But yeah. if one was forced to, let's put it in the example, if one was forced to pay full price, uh, would you recommend the upgrade? I think it depends. So okay. if you're a person who came straight from like an older phone, like a, mm -hmm. um, maybe a, I don't know, Galaxy S7, you're, you're way older generation, and you want a that newer phone like this. Really old, yes. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's like, I'm just naming a few no, older ones. Maybe an but S10, even if yeah, like, no, I, I go Yeah, saying. S10 or whatever. Yeah, sure. Um, then yeah, I would definitely recommend it because it does come with that um, four years of OS updates and five years of security as well. Yep. So I think that's really good. If you're upgrading from like last year, you're not necessarily missing out. I mean, sure, there's better capability from the camera, as we'll see here in a moment, um, mm -hmm. with regard to the a the new AI technology that they've implemented. Yeah. I think they saw with Google them making farther strides with their phones, and yes. they were like, we really need to go beyond that. Yeah. Um, so I, it, you can argue one or another. Honestly, it, it really depends on the situation. Me personally, if I, was up, if I had my phone, if I had the S22, say the Plus, then um, I would probably just stick with it. I really wouldn't upgrade just yet. Um, but I mean, like I said, if you're coming from an older phone, you probably would want to do that. So, yeah, yeah. it's really hard to say because there's um, there's so many companies out there that 
don't give you the best trading deals. You typically have to go to a carrier. Samsung is one of those companies that just they go above and beyond when it comes to trading deals. There are just so many great trading deals yes, you can get through Samsung, and it's really hard to say no to that. Um, so if you're happy with your S22, by all means, keep it. But if you just want to be like, you know what, let me just pay the difference on a trade-in and upgrade, and that way I have a current gen and be ready for the next model that comes up so yeah. I, I can you know get a better trade-in on that one. So it kind of really depends on what your preferences are, what your priorities are. Um, I think we kind of looked at a couple options and kind of perspectives on this. So hopefully that might help you out. Obviously, you would have to do your own homework and, and go from there. But the other thing that you did point out that I kind of wanted to um, touch on real quick was that you kind of mentioned how they were looking at Google and the strides that they made and the improvements on the uh, Pixel 7 series. Mm-hmm. I think the challenging thing for Samsung is, is they are the first dogs on spot. Yes, this, they, they always start out each year, and, and that's really something that's never really changed. Um, and so they really have to bring their A game because they are, you know, showing what the best they can offer before Google and Apple showcase theirs. That is true. I never in thought the fall. Like that. So, you know, they're, try, they're comparing what they have on the previous model, but then they have to overstep that and say, okay, we need to be better or, you know, at least comparable to this year's models as well. And it's, it's really a, a huge challenge. Yeah, it's a good I, point. I, I, give, I give Samsung a lot of credit for that because uh, it's not an easy thing to do, kind of figure out, okay, what is Google going to have or what can we do that would really uh, step up this year's model and make it more uh, appealing to the consumer. So, but um, yeah. yeah, and to kind of close this out, I also, I, I, with what you said, actually, um, I feel like Samsung, between Apple and Samsung, they're kind of the leading. And so they have a standard for themselves. People have an expectation of them. If they f- if they fall behind Google, which obviously no disrespect to Google at all, obviously, but if they fall behind Google, that's a major problem for them because then people are like, oh, they're not doing too great. They were supposed to be, we were supposed to have high expectations for them and they kind of lost it a bit. So um, Samsung has it going for them. I think it's... I think they do, yeah. And I, I think I think the amazing thing is to see actually how far Google has come. And yes, how that much is true. of yeah. you know a presence they are now with what I really deem to be one of the best smartphones from twenty twenty two is the Pixel Seven Pro. I just really love that phone. Oh yeah, hands down. Um, I just <laughs> I just got done using the S twenty two Ultra and I still prefer the the Pixel Seven Pro. That that's just a preference. That's that's not, mm-hmm. you know, supposed to be biased or anything, but uh it was an incredible Android and I, I love the vanilla shape or the vanilla skin on it. So um mm-hmm. but speaking of the S twenty two Ultra, we'll go on to the S twenty three Ultra, is that right? Yep, that is correct. So um as I stated before, um as though it though it may seem as Mysteries of the Boss mentioned as well, uh, that Samsung may have run out of ideas. People might say, like, oh, it's the exact same design. There's no, hardly any difference at all. Um, they are correcting a lot of mistakes they've made on uh, the last few Ultra variants. Uh, so, for example, like I mentioned, with their AIC technology, it's not only making it better to read the additional 92 megapixels on their wide camera, but also the other lenses as well. Um, so there was also there's also one thing a quick quick note here the selfie camera had dropped from 40 megapixels on the last one to 12 megapixels on this lens. Again, I mentioned Mister Who's the Boss a lot this this one episode, but I really liked his review on this phone. He actually showed the differences between the last phone and this one, and with the mm-hmm. selfie camera there was a major change. 
it was a okay. lot more clear. The quality was a lot better. So when I when I saw that, I was a bit taken back because I was like, what in the world were they thinking when they actually decreased the megapixels? However, as we've seen a lot recently, megapixels does not determine the actual quality of a can of. Uh, they don't tell the whole story. Photo. Yeah. No, they don't. It, yep. it could it, the, it could be factored with the actual sensor, with Apple yes. sensor. It grew it's 66%. It's huge with sensors. Yes. Yeah. The numbers don't tell everything. The sensor and the no. quality of that sensor is huge. So I definitely agree with you on that one, yes. Riley. Um, now, there also is no battery change. So this is still... Uh, 5,000. 5,000, yeah. Which is... I felt like they should have upgraded that. I feel like if you're going to at least give us a phone that doesn't have any major exterior changes, go to 5200, increase it by 200 mega, mega amps. But I mean, that was just me. But um, That's just you. That's just me. <laughs> uh, every, show, every, all my opinions are just me. This show does a lot me. of um, disagreements, and we really try to do it in a healthy way. But um, yeah, I'm, 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 I would have to go the opposite way. I'm okay with them keeping it at 5,000. I felt like the battery life on my S22 Ultra was really good. Um, so oh, I yeah, mean, I don't yes, discredit yes, that at all. Upgrading, yes, you're upgrading to a new phone, but I really don't know if, if hone in on, on your weaknesses except your strengths. So, um, But that's, that, that's just me. Like, like you said, I, I think that's okay. Yeah. Um, so with the colors uh, as well this year, uh, there's Phantom Black, Cream, Green, Lavender, Graphite, and Lime. With the Ultra, however, there are two additional colors. There's sky blue and red. No Bora Purple, unfortunately. So far, that has been my favorite color out of any Samsung phone. Bora Purple <laughs> is absolutely fantastic. That is one of it my is favorites beautiful. as well. Yeah, I tried actually burgundy on the uh, S22 Ultra that I tried out. Yeah, and, I saw that. Uh, I love that color. That really had a cool shade. But Bora Purple, um, I think, did I have that on my Flip 3? Or did I have black? I think I had black on the Flip 3. Nah, I think you did have black, yeah. I think so too, yeah. Um, but that Bora Purple is absolutely phenomenal, and unfortunately, it yeah, is. It's, it's, it's sad to see that that one didn't make this year's uh, line. It's a very chill color. Yeah, they kind of went at a hint of the uh, midnight green that came out with the iPhone 11 Pro, and I would almost say on first glance, I'll have to look this in person, but I actually kind of like the S23's green color. It's pretty cool. It's a very dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, but you said they added red and. Yeah, red and sky blue. And sky uh, so you blue. have a lot more various options as well. Yeah, Samsung has really always been good about giving you a variety of colors, I feel like. They, they have. They really do kind of like cater to any per- given person out there. I can remember the last time Apple had a lot of major um, standing colors, like mm-hmm. on their 5Cs. They had those very um, prominent like blues, reds, and all those kinds. Yellows, yeah. I feel like... Samsung is the winner when it comes to giving you options for color. That is what I give a lot of premium color is what I would really go for. Yeah, I think it's not just the color. It's the fact that they give you those really premium uh, shades and the way it looks in the light. I think it's just outstanding. But one thing we'll definitely do, I actually, uh, obviously, Riley took a look at um, Mr. Who's the Boss, and I actually took a look at um, Super Saf. Uh, He did a great comparison with the iPhone uh, 14 Pro Max and the S23 Ultra. And really, those those phones are downright impressive. Uh, it, mm-hmm. Sometimes it, it comes right down to preference. Other times, there is a bit of a clear winner. But for the most part, those are really neck-and-neck neck, uh, phones right there. And I would actually love to see him. I know it's going to be hard for him to do. I would love to see him do a comparison with the iPhone 14 Pro and then the Pixel 7 Pro. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, along with the S23 Ultra, because those are really just incredible really close phones. As well. Technically, one is competing in this year, but um, in either case, those are uh, hard phones to, to beat. So, Yeah, so with all that said, that's pretty much all we had in regards to Samsung. But if you guys did like the video, make sure you leave a like, follow us on Spotify, and uh, subscribe on YouTube. And if you have any thoughts and comments, uh, we'd love to hear you uh, down in the comment section below as well. Uh, But with all that said, this is Riley and JD signing off. Peace out.